what causes somebody to pivot and go? And the best that I can say is, I don't know. People's bottoms are very personal and very individual. Mm -hmm. And all I know is pain can be a very powerful motivator. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. My guest, Laura Iman, shouldn't be alive today. Her epitaph would have read, Death by donuts and dove bars. Mm. Mm. And fast forward, Laura is a mental toughness coach for women in the corporate and college sectors. She's a gold medal Olympic weightlifter and a successful entrepreneur endorsed by people like Oprah, Barbara Walters, Rachel Ray, Kathy Lee Gifford, and Hoda of the Today Show. Unbelievable. Laura builds brave women. She travels the country teaching women how to develop the mental toughness of a Navy SEAL and the habits to know Olympic athletes. Okay, Laura, with these accomplishments, plus so many more that we will talk about, will you share your amazing story of your aha moment that started you on your path to your second wind? What's not to love about a Dove Bar Wendy? (laughs) That was my aha moment, that cute little nugget sitting there on the plate in front of me 20 years ago. Mm. And I looked at it and I said, Dove Bar, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was a sugar addict my entire life, starting back from age five. And Mm -hmm. I had no idea I was. I was just turning to food to medicate. And to stuff my face when I felt happy, when I felt sad, angry, lonely, depressed, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And this stuff doesn't stop on its own. It just accelerates. Mm. And so what did I do? Kind of being an athlete, I would go and run it off or swim it off. And then I'd start the cycle all over again. This is kind of textbook addict behavior. But it was when I was 48 years old, 20 years ago, 47 years old, that I had my last bite of sugar because I had hit my millionth bottom. And I said, I have two choices to stay in the gutter the rest of my life, which frankly, the view is not very nice from the gutter, or I can turn around and change my life. And the way it happened was, is I happened to be watching a documentary on the Navy SEALs at my neighbor's house. And that's what turned my life around. It was my aha moment. Who doesn't love a man in uniform anyway? <laughs> so, so I want you to share when we were talking earlier, which is just amazing to me. And I, I just, it just resonates and I can see it. You were saying you walked on over like you did every Sunday to your neighbor's house yes. with your 
I had my bag of Oreos. Oreos. Yes, I had my bag of Oreos and it was another boring Sunday and I had just gotten divorced and I was depressed and lost and hated myself and I had two beautiful kids and no job and was feeling broken. You know, the whole pity party was in full swing, but I was the only one attending. And I said, I'm going to go across the street to my neighbor, Dan and Linda's and bother them for a while, which I love to do. And I walked in and there was Dan in the den watching TV. And I plopped down next to him and I was working on a column of Oreos. And I said, Dan, what's what's happening on TV this afternoon? He said, Shh, I'm watching a documentary on the Navy SEALs. <laughs> Crickets. I could, I could have cared less about the Navy SEALs. I didn't even know who they were. But I had nothing better to do. So I said, well, I'll just work on another column of Oreos and hang out here. Well, guess what? I started to watch the documentary. And I said, holy cow, Dan, these guys are amazing. They have integrity. They have a strategy. They are committed to themselves and each other. They're fit. They show up every day. And these guys are so mentally tough. And I looked at Dan and I said, I'm such a mental weenie. I don't have any values. I don't have commitment. I don't show up every day except to eat more sugar. I want what they have. And, 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 and Dan looks at me and he says, what are you on some kind of sugar high, Laura? Are you going to now turn around at the age of 48, go off and join the Navy SEALs? I said, you know what? That's exactly what I'm going to do. And I got up and I threw the bag of Oreos in his lap and I left. And I home and it was that night that I hit a really deep bottom. And I said, I think I'm done. And the pain was so great. And I just started studying the Navy SEALs. I copied everything they did. I wanted to be, I wanted their mindset. I wanted their habits, their behaviors, their beliefs. And that was the last time I ever had any sugar or any junk food. That was the last time. Yeah, I haven't had a chocolate chip cookie or a mom's apple pie in 20 years. Oh my. And it's because I got mentally tough. I shifted my mindset, which is what I now teach people to do. So they can win at whatever they put their minds to. Because you see, Wendy, we all run after a new diet or a fad fitness program, which is okay, but we don't change our mindset first. The first you have to feed your mind. Then you start feeding your mouth with that new diet and that. Right. Right. That is, I just think that's like an amazing, it's just an amazing story. And just what happened to be on the television, which yes, for yes. whatever reason, where you were at in your life, emotionally and physically and mentally at that moment was exactly what you needed to see. And it, it sparked you, right? That's a really great point. The stars were aligned. I was ready. And we've all heard the phrase, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Well, I had lots of teachers and lessons appearing, but I wasn't ready. I had my nose in the, in the, in the, in the pint of Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream. I was not interested in being taught. I was too busy being self-full of self-pity and having some kind of attitude problem, sense of entitlement you don't understand, which is very typical of addiction behavior. Wow. Well, and I think we all, we all can. To a degree. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. So your life was was presenting to you that you just, you just needed to do something like, so, so hitting rock bottom is what you said that night that, and it was painful that made you take action. So, so when you're faced with the two choices, what brought you away from the backwards choice 
versus going forward. Yeah, well, I had I had many many times not wanted to take the invitation to go forward, but I it, it's really kind of a mystery what you ask. What causes somebody to pivot and go? And the best that I can say is, I don't know. People's bottoms are very personal and very individual. Mm -hmm. And all I know is pain can be a very powerful motivator. And when the pain just gets to the point where it's so great that you would really rather change, that's when people pivot and go. That's so interesting. You said I I have um, a gal I was speaking to today who pain was hitting rock bottom and having that pain, the pain was the motivator. The pain can be a great motivator. And when we try to keep people out of their pain, because we love them, sometimes it prevents them from hitting their head, getting up and saying, you know, I've been such a knucklehead. I think I will do a 180 and start changing. And we don't want to always go out and rescue people. We want to let them live their lives and hit their bottoms so that they can change. Yeah, that they have to want to, right? And here's the other interesting thing is once you decide to change, you've got to have a strategy because if you don't have a strategy, you're going to eventually go back to the stuff that's painful. You're going to go back to the gutter. Mm -hmm. And I think that today, because I build brave women and I teach them how to become mentally tough, but women fail for two reasons. Number one, they don't believe in themselves or they believe in themselves like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you know. (laughs) Thursday through Sunday, they hit a speed bump and it's, oh my gosh, I'm a nothing. I'm a failure. I'm too, too dumb. I'm too poor. I'm too ugly, whatever. And there's that they ice cream from, in the freezer and, and the there's ice cream on the, the door. <laughs> right? Oh, right. Yeah. And that, so they don't believe in themselves. And then number two, they don't win because they don't have a strategy. Oh gosh. So, so that leads us such a great segue. So you've decided... I'm going to look into this Navy SEAL thing, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me your steps that, that became your, your journey, that became your path and, and what that looked like and, and how these things took place. So I studied the, the mindset of the Navy SEALs. This was before, oh my gosh, social media and the internet was just getting started. And so we didn't have YouTube and all the resources online. I went to the library and I just took out books And started to read and study about how Navy SEALs train. And I said, I want to be like them. It didn't mean I wanted to strap a gun to my back and jump out of (laughs) helicopters. But you could. (laughs) Well, if if I chose to, I could do that. But that was not my choice. And I tell my ladies, I say, if that's what you want to do, I'll help you get there. Mm-hmm. but I was choosing to have the mindset of a Navy SEAL. So I literally copied them like a little duckling copies its mother. What are you eating for breakfast? What are you eating for lunch? What's your workout? What's your attitude? Um, one of my favorite Navy SEAL sayings right now is, when the bombs start dropping, the Navy SEALs go to work. Wow. So when rough things are happening, and boy, are we having bombs drop outside, Wendy, right? Every day, new mm-hmm. bombs are dropping. What do we do? We don't run to the freezer and get out another fresh pint of ice cream. We roll up our shirt sleeves and say, what do I need to do today to get going? Ugh. I would literally copy their mindset, their attitudes. And I failed a lot. I, I, I fell and, and, and bombed out a lot of times, but I kept getting up because a Navy SEAL keeps getting up and getting going. 
They have an invincible belief in themselves, almost an irrational belief in themselves. It took a long time for me to change my mindset, but it was a constant daily drip. And then I said, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and I'm going to study the habits of Olympic athletes because they win a lot too. Yes. Aren't they? I mean, who doesn't love somebody winning a gold medal? Wouldn't you like to be like them? So yeah. I, I picked a couple of athletes that I love. This was long ago. And I started to study their habits and, and I copied them. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how, so you're studying all this Navy SEAL stuff mm-hmm. and you're getting up and moving forward. And every day you're, as you, as you put it, it was a slow drip. I love that. But obviously your pool is building and filling, right? Yeah. So now you're going to, now you're going to become a keynote speaker? Like, how, did, how does that even happen? Well, I, I suffered for so long and was so miserable for so long. And now that I have uh, done a 180 and I'm starting to win in all crazy areas of my life, I mean, I had no experience with business. And I launched this little idea in a spare bedroom. And in three years, it was endorsed by Oprah, Barbara Walters, Kathy Lee, Rachel Ray. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. That was what I was applying. Yes. And it's still, it's still up and running 16 years later, but I was applying my mental toughness strategy. So I thought I want to share this with other women, you know, at the risk, it's going to sound like I'm up on my soapbox. Hell yeah. Because Mm -hmm. if I can do this, so can anybody. I'm just an ordinary person, your neighbor next door, but I'm now doing extraordinary things. And I say, anybody who's willing to listen, who's even the slightest bit coachable, I want to get to you and simply share a strategy that if you choose to, you can weed and water and you can start winning at whatever you want, at almost whatever you want. You can't win at everything. But But you're you're not meant to win at everything. We're no, not. we can't. We right. can't. But right. but it, but you know we have choices. We can either be in the gutter, eating our ice cream, or we can get out there and we can we can start you know going out there and 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 hitting singles and trying to get on base and trying to get a couple of home runs. And you ask any successful person, and they say the most important thing they needed to remember was fail forward. You know the reason a successful person is where they are is because they just had more no's and more failures than the next person. Elon Musk, do you know how many rocket ships he's blown up in the desert testing his rocket ships? <laughs> we don't really hear about that, do we? No, we don't because he just put two guys into the International Space Station this summer and then returned them home safely in September. Elon Musk was blowing up rocket ships for decades in the desert, <laughs> you know, but he was failing forward because he didn't quit. That, so I want to help women. So I became a keynote speaker, learned how to do that, trained with the top keynote speaker in the country so that I could get to ladies who wanted to change and grow. Did you feel that that was your calling, so to speak, your passion? Were you ignited by that? Did that give you the energy you needed every day? That every day I get up and I say, Please, universe, show me a woman who wants to be mentally tough so she can win at whatever she puts her mind to. And, and wow. it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean this woman has to be playing in Carnegie Hall. <clears throat> your dreams and your visions can be anything of any, at any level. I had a woman last week say to me in a workshop I was doing, she said, I want to become an expert forgiver. That's one of my greatest mm-hmm. visions. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to, and, and, and there were a lot of reasons why. She said, my mother was very abusive to me growing up and she died 10 years ago and I'm still angry and bitter. And I said, Laura, I don't think I have many friends. And I think it's because I'm still angry at my mother. And I heard your workshop and I said, my dream, one of my biggest goals, becoming mentally tough so that I can forgive my mom and I can have more friends. I said, that's wow. a fun vision. How cool is that? Yeah, it doesn't have to be going out and reinventing the wheel and right. becoming an entrepreneur. Right. It can Something be anything that it excites you. And I tell my ladies, get a bunch of dreams. I have like 10 of them. And some of them I throw out after a year or two. And some I've had some dreams I've had for years. I have, I'll share one of my dreams. Uh, people say to me, well, how do you get to the gym every day? You know, it's kind of boring. And I say, I hate going to the gym a lot. Yeah, there we have, have many, many, many days when I don't want to go to the gym, right. but I have a huge dream that gets me going and motivated. And they said, what is that? And I said, well, I'm 67 right now. And my grandson, I want him to invite me to be a bridesmaid in his wedding. And if I do the math, I'll be, he'll be 32 and I'll be 107. <laughs> so, I so if I stay healthy... Can't. There was a 102-year-old woman who just did a skydive. Oh, did you really? I saw it on the news this week. I'm like, yeah, that's, I want to do that. Let's do there that. There you go. Tell Why me, not? that's your dream, Wendy. That's a vision I, you have. I mean, maybe. We'll see. I yeah. just thought it was really cool. That is um, very cool. So my see. dream is to get to the gym every day so I can be in my grandson's wedding as a bridesmaid. Oh, Anything love it. Too happy and excited and motivated. Well, let's, let's back up just a minute and talk about this gym thing. Cause we, we, we mentioned <laughs> it in the intro, the gym thing, mm-hmm. the shape thing. You have another wonderful and cool story. I think about the gym thing. The gym thing. Ladies don't, don't go to sleep on us. Your eyes are glazing over. <laughs> For those of you who don't like to go to the gym, hang on, hang on. It's a really good story. I promise. <laughs> So I guess you're going to ask me about the barbell thing. The barbell thing, yes. I'm going to ask you about the barbell thing. I'm going to ask you about how you first walked into the gym and and what happened to you, because that is an amazing story that I think we all, I know I related to it, because our minds at our age are not the same, nor our bodies, when we were in our 30s and 20s and below. And you can't approach the gym with that same mindset, or you're going to set yourself up for failure. Thank right? you, Wendy. That's really important. Really, really important. If you're a 40 year old woman, you have to, you have to acknowledge that your body is not that of a 20 year old. Right. Which it's is really, really hard. important. It's really, really hard, but here's the fun secret sauce of it. I'll ask a 40 year old, how long do you want to live for? And she'll say, well, I don't know. I guess maybe until I'm, a, I don't know, a hundred So I say that means you have 60 more years. So would it be worth it to readjust what you can do in the gym so that you can keep going for 60 more years? Because if you go to the gym thinking you got a 20-year-old body, you're going to blow out and bomb and you could really hurt yourself and you might never get to that gym again. You could really seriously hurt yourself. I see it all the time. People do not want to pay attention to their body and they blow out and bomb. Right. (laughs) And... And, and sometimes seriously injuring themselves. Right. 
So we want to pace ourselves. Yeah. So tell us the story. So I was 60 years old. This was seven years ago. And I walked into a CrossFit gym for the first time in Boston. My kids were heavily involved in it. And they said, you got to come and see what this is all about. Well, Wendy, my age group never did any weightlifting growing up in school. We played field hockey and basketball. And it was the guys that were doing the lifting of barbells and the dumbbells. We didn't do that sort of thing. So it was, it was like walking into Mars. I walked into this CrossFit (laughs) box and I walked over to this barbell and I looked at it and I said, you're the most unattractive thing I've ever seen. You're not sexy. You look like you're just loaded with, I don't, you know, testosterone. Um, There's nothing pretty about you. Why on earth would I want to lift you? And I walked away. I was just so completely uninspired by that barbell sitting in the corner. Now, I said, you know, my kids are 30 years younger, and that's for young kids. And I dismissed it. And it wasn't until a year later that I got walked back into a CrossFit gym and decided to give it a shot because it was, Wendy, becoming all the rage. And, well, I didn't want to be that left behind. And I thought, hmm, maybe I need to be a little more open-minded and explore Okay. So ladies, when you kind of, when you can get over yourself and be a little more open-minded and explore, guess what? Doors open for you, right, Wendy? Oh, absolutely. Wait, 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 you're still, you're still not telling this really good part of it. So, so I walked in and I started to do CrossFit and uh, I was CrossFitting with 30 year olds. I did their introductory class and I really struggled. I wanted to drink the Kool-Aid. I wanted to be cool and tell people my age, guess what I'm doing? CrossFit. And uh, I was struggling and I was the only one there that was, you know, in her 60s. And I would go in the bathroom and cry. I couldn't get a squat. I didn't even know what a squat was. Right. I thought it was a Southern vegetable. (laughs) I'd never heard of one before. And and then I'd never heard of a burpee. And of course, I thought a burpee was a burpee seed catalog. So it was really weird. And I finally hired the head coach and said, you got to teach me on the side how to do squats. And it took me four months to get my body strong enough to do a proper squat with a little training bar. And at that four month mark, I kind of turned the corner and I drank the Kool-Aid and I started to really understand that there's beauty in lifting these dumbbells and these kettlebells and these barbells. And so it was a slow birth, but I stuck with it and I turned the corner and I said, there's something about this barbell that's really fascinating. Well, then we fast forward a couple of years. I did CrossFit and I came to Florida and my clean and jerks and my snatches, which are two Olympic weightlifting moves that we do in CrossFit, Mm -hmm. they were terrible. And down here in Florida, they actually had something called an Olympic weightlifting coach who taught at the local CrossFit gym. And so one Saturday I said, well, maybe I should go and take a couple of lessons from this Olympic weightlifting coach. I didn't even know there was such a sport and he could maybe teach me some technique around these two very difficult moves that we do in CrossFit. Right. And kind of that was the, that was, that was the rabbit hole I went down. I looked at the barbell that day and I said, wow, I think I could really take my mental toughness to a whole nother level if I just kind of left my ego behind and let you teach me something about lifting heavy steel over my head with good technique. I kind of thought there was something interesting there that the barbell could teach me. 
Interesting. And, yeah. And then uh, um, a 20-year-old from the platform next to me threw me her secondhand weightlifting shoes and said, you can't lift that barbell in those CrossFit sneakers. Use my lifting shoes. And that was it. Oh, I kept, my gosh. I started to attend Olympic weightlifting classes. And it's because I just decided to be open-minded and try something new. I was willing to say, what the heck? Just try something new. And don't worry about your ego or how you look or making a fool of yourself. Because guess what? Nobody cares. And so that barbell and I got very, very tight. And I was fascinated in the technique. And it was a very different world. I'm the only one in the entire sport, I think, that does not have a tattoo and does not swear like a pirate. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I stuck with it. And then four months later, there was a competition. And the coach said, do you want to come to the competition with us? And I said, well, sure. I'll, yeah, I'd be happy to come and cheer you all on. How many people are going? And he said, no, 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 no. You can come and compete. What? And I said, well, I've only been lifting for four months. I have no idea how to even spell the word barbell, let alone lift it. I'm still just figuring out, you know, how to, how to get you the were thing trying, Were you making, would you say you were making excuses to like not I was just stunned that he actually wanted to invite me to compete. And he said, Laura, it will add meaning to your workouts because you're working so hard to now think that you could have the fun and join oh. in the competition. It's a local one in Jacksonville, Florida. And you know what I said? Sure. Sure. Okay. Ladies, it's a great word. I highly recommend it. Sure, why not? Sure, I why not? I, I encourage you and invite you to start saying, sure, why not? A little bit more instead of saying, you don't understand, I can't. Wow. So I said, sure, why not? And then that was a fast track of 18 months where I worked very, very hard. I stopped CrossFitting and I really applied myself and just said, let's just go down this rabbit hole and see what happens. And I got extremely strong and I started to compete. And um, then after 18 months, I was Florida state champion in my age group, in my category and fourth in the country. And uh, then I qualified for the world championships twice. One was in New Zealand and one was in Barcelona. I was unable to go to both, but I qualified for them. And then I had, and then I did the uh, Pan Am Games, and that's where I got a gold medal. That is so, insane. The, the, the moral of the story, Wendy, is when was the last time you won anything by saying, I can't? Yeah. Navy oh, wow. SEALs never say, I can't. They say, sure, why not? <laughs> Well, they say, they say a lot more than sure, why not? But it, it, And so why do I do this? Because every day I want to share with a woman my strategy so that they can win their own gold medals. Oh, that is so inspiring. So Thank inspiring. And, and I'm, just, I'm just so amazed. And I'm so grateful you shared that story. How okay. does that align with what you're doing now? in your coaching, in your world? What does that all equate to for Laura Iman? So my, so I do two types of coaching. I coach corporate women in, and, call, and women in the college sectors, and I do workshops, and it's a mental toughness workshop called Master Your Emotions to Win. And it's my four-step process to learning how to think like a Navy SEAL and 
develop the habits of Olympic athletes so you can start to take your um, potential to the next level. You know, ladies have so much potential, but I'm giving them a strategy and giving them permission to dream and say, here's how you can do it. And I'm going to support you along the way. You mean kind and of then, harness, harness the energy that we have, the yes. kind of spinning going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know right. what to do. And, and, and giving it direction, giving it. Some Perfect. Beautifully life. said, giving it direction and not buying into Wendy, not buying into false stories. We tell ourselves, I'm not smart enough. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too ugly. I'm too black. I'm too white. I'm too green. I'm too yellow. We have so many stories that we tell ourselves that we believe in. When you do my workshop, we work on them and I say, you know, we're not going to buy into those anymore. And, and then I do one-on-one coaching because some people want to really drill down and they want to go way beyond the workshop. So. Oh, that's so, so cool. So you have this really cool little book. I do. Can you so this is my book and this is a synopsis. It's called Lift. Can you see that? Yeah. And this is your blueprint for winning. And so oh. this is a synopsis of my flagship uh, workshop called Master Your Emotions to Win. I do that workshop and then I follow up with, I have about 25 other workshops I do, but this is a, um, Uh, a recap of all four steps. And then I have quotes from Navy SEALs, stories, um, uh, quotes from Olympic athletes. And it's a little, uh, a manual that women can carry in their purse and just look at a, you know, a a paragraph when they're sitting at a traffic light. Because really what this is, is this mental toughness um, program that I teach is a lifelong program. I'm not interested in get rich quick, lose 40 pounds, and then gain it all back stuff. Not interested in that. So how did that, that seems to be our trend, right? So, yes. so what makes yours different? So That's that, a great wow. question because I start with feeding your mind mm. and changing your mindset. Whereas everybody else just goes out and starts feeding their mouth with the different diet and feeding their muscles with the fad exercise program, but they don't change their mindset in their minds. They sometimes don't even know, but in their minds, they're still saying, well, this won't work. I'll bomb in three months because diets don't work. I had a woman last week literally come up to me after a workshop on Zoom and she said, diets don't work. I've tried them all. And I said, Susan, with all due respect, diets do work. It's people that don't work. It's our minds that don't work. Wow. You got to get into the proper mindset. You do my four steps and that'll set you up to think like a Navy SEAL. Then you go after your diet and your fitness program. Ah, ah, ah. This drop the mic moments here. Wow, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because that's the thing. And and if you if you were aware, because of COVID and everything that's going on, and you know, women, we are intuitive beings. We just are. And raising mm-hmm. our consciousness is important. But also, I think we're tasked to kind of raise the consciousness of the world. And you'll hear the women like Sahara Rose and Amy Jo Martin and all these all these wonderful women out there that are getting this message out the big words they're using are shifting Mm. our minds, uh, aligning Mm -hmm. ourselves with our purpose and things like that. And, and and you're, you're hitting that nail right on the head Mm -hmm. with, with shifting your mindset. Cause you know, we're wired, right? So you've hardwired yourself this way for however many years. So, and and it's not an instant thing, is it? It doesn't. No. And ladies, I will tell you, if anybody promises you any kind of silver bullet, like this is the way, 
run as fast as you can in the opposite direction. There are no silver bullets. There are no royal roads to anything. No it's pills? A, no pills, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> no pills. <laughs> no make it all better pills? <sighs> Except a vitamin pill. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. There's no royal road to anything. And it's a brick by brick is how we build our empires. But women love supporting women. And when I do workshops and we're doing it as a group, women can support each other. I mean, guys support each other all the time. They go out and they play golf. They have cigars and cognac in the bar after dinner. And you don't think they're supporting each other? Big time. And the women are so good at it too. But we have to kind of get a little more direction, a little more strategy about how we do that. But I think sometimes women will listen to me or to the ladies that you talk about and they'll say, yeah, well, they're great, but you don't understand. I I can't possibly do that. And I say, everybody can. You start where you are with what you have. You take baby steps. Start where you are. Don't take giant bites. You take baby steps. Do my four steps, slow and steady, slow and steady, because the tortoise wins the race. I love that. I wanted to have start a tortoise club. <laughs> <laughs> and where you are, there's nothing good, bad, or indifferent. It's just where you are. It's right? where you are. You start what you, where you are with what you have. Right. A really easy example is a woman who wants to lose 40 pounds. And she's in such despair because she's tried every diet. And I said, well, would you like to start by changing your mindset? And we're going to change your thoughts. And so we go through my four steps. And what happens, Wendy, inevitably, in the beginning, they say, well, I lost three pounds, but you know what? That means I have 37 more pounds to grow, (laughs) right? I know, it's the snow ending. They look at the 37 pounds and that's where they quit. And I say, get up off the ground, girlfriend. We're not quitting. That is not a thought that I want you thinking today. We celebrate our wins. You're not looking at the 37 pounds. You're looking at the three you lost. So it's a shift in mindset. Yes. You know, and and life is not a do-it-yourself program. We need each other, especially now. Everybody needs coaches. A lot of people don't think they need coaches. Right. I mean, Tom Brady has five coaches. Come on. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know, you know that. And, and, and I'll have suspicious people will say, well, yeah, he's Tom Brady. And I say he wasn't always Tom Brady. He was like a third string quarterback that couldn't get drafted. But he had the mindset and he built his empire brick by brick. And he would never, ever consider pursuing his career without surrounding himself with coaches that take him to the next level when he says, oh, my God, I have 37 more pounds to lose. Nope. We're not looking at it that way today. So I'm here to help ladies and coach them and say, you got to surround yourself with successful people because I'm going to teach you how to think like a successful person. How do you want to, wouldn't it be nice to think like Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah. He's a happy, joyful person. He's he's a, he's a man. Talk about thinking outside the box too. Right. Right. So gosh, so many drop the mic moments. Um, So (laughs) many cool things for people to take away from this. as women, can you, can you share with us just a few more things, Laura, like what, what are your secrets or your routines Mm. that keep you moving forward? Do you have in your little treasure chest or a little drawer somewhere and you pull it out that you can share with us? Yes. I have a toolkit of mental toughness, tips and strategies, and I'd be happy to share some of them with you. Now, here is the Uh, the caveat in that tips and strategies last until Thursday. 
unless it's backed up with a strategy. But the okay. strategy I present in my workshop, which is an hour and a half workshop, and then subsequent workshops are 40 or, or a half an hour. So, gotcha. but I can still give people some of my strategies and kind of like, well, what do I do in the normal course of a COVID kind of a day mm-hmm. when guess what? I'm not having such a good time. Right. <laughs> So first and foremost, my mental toughness program is not, Wendy, about living in an emotional straitjacket. It's not about stuffing your feelings and saying, I got to suck it up and pretend that this isn't happening and get over myself. I'm just going to power through this COVID because now I'm mentally tough and I'm just going to get through this. Now, you know what that is? What? That's willpower. When you stuff your feelings, say, get over yourself, you got to get through this. Willpower, and willpower lasts 10 minutes. There's no strategy behind it. And it's very good about 5% of the time. Like, for example, it's Thanksgiving, and your spouse says, honey, you're going to be sitting next to Uncle Fester at Thanksgiving dinner this afternoon. And you're saying, oh, crap, I don't want to sit next to Uncle Fester. He's got bad breath and is going to talk politics. Mm. And that's when you use your willpower. You just say, get over yourself. Doesn't matter what you think. It's two hours next to your Uncle Fester. You love him. And you're just kind of using a little willpower to just get through the moment, right? So it's very useful. But my mental toughness program as a lifelong strategy is not about being in denial, pretending issues aren't there, stuffing your feelings. I say, you have to feel your feelings. You must address them and acknowledge them. But the trick is, we're not going to stay there. Mm. Okay. Now, if you are, let's say you're grieving. Now, you want to see a therapist and you want to work through the grief. Absolutely. Um, if you're having a bad covid kind of a day, you want to acknowledge it. But then you want to move on and say, okay, I've acknowledged it. And now I'm going to you know, run through in 30 seconds, Laura's four-step program. And I'm going to you know, work on an action step this afternoon that would get me out of my funk and get me back on track with what I want to achieve. So mental toughness is all about staying in a solution-based mindset and not dwelling on our toxic emotions. Ugh. That's the crux of my so when I'm having a bad afternoon yeah that was gonna be my question you know I have a couple of I'll immediately shift into uh, asking myself a very uh, important question what do I need to do in the next hour to make this afternoon worthwhile what do I need to do maybe it's take a nap maybe it's make a difficult phone call to a vendor that I've been putting off for four days Mm. and once I get that call done I will feel much better Maybe it's uh, making a trip to the dentist that I've been putting off for a while. It could be anything. But when you ask yourself, what, can, what action step can I do in the next 60 minutes that will really correct my afternoon and salvage it instead of going off and starting to have a little cocktail a couple of hours early or starting to nibble in the kitchen or other destructive habits. Um, One thing that I'm very involved in is uh, transcendental meditation. I've been doing that for four years now. Wow. Yes. I'm hoping to have someone on who can talk about that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, Transcendental meditation is one of many, many meditation techniques out there. And um, I could talk for hours about that. But in a nutshell, really, you have 
two categories. There's mindful meditation, which is very popular right now. And you have transcendental meditation, which has been around for 5,000 years. It was mm -hmm. brought to the West by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in the 70s, 60s. It's not a spiritual or religious program at all. Um, and it really is a way of giving your mind a nap. <laughs> oh, wow. Without falling asleep. And what it does is it balances you out and recalibrates you so that emotionally you restore yourself to a calm, confident state. And you're not running around in that hyped up cortisol driven, I'm so freaking nuts this afternoon, I don't know what to do state of mind. So I practice meditation 20 in the morning and 20 minutes at night. That's a very, very powerful mental toughness tool for me. And meditation is available to everybody. Right. And secondly, I uh, have uh, been doing breath work. Oh, yes. Breath work, I thought for 40 years was woo woo flaky stuff. Don't tell me that I have to take 10 cleansing breaths at this motivational speaking workshop. Uh, I would sit in the second row incensed that I'd have to do cleansing breaths. I thought it was woo-woo. But eight years ago, when Navy SEAL Commander Mark Devine, who I study with today, when he introduced me to box breathing on YouTube, I said, oh, if the Navy SEALs box breathe, which they do all the time, before they train, before they go into the helicopter to go out and do a mission, hmm to calm their minds and get their central nervous system balanced so that they can focus on their mission. Mm -hmm. I think it's good enough for me before I have to make a difficult phone call. <laughs> you think? Or after wow. I watch the news at night, they wow. breathe before they storm the Osama bin Laden compound and took the guy out. Oh, that's so, so interesting. It's my long-winded way of saying that breath work, and there's lots of information on the internet, is available to us all. And I do one particular uh, routine called box breathing and I can do it for three minutes or 30 minutes. And I might do it for just four or five minutes in the afternoon just to recalibrate. Wow. Yeah. Laura, so. Keeps you out of the ice cream, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even miss the ice cream. I don't even notice it's there. See, that's, is, that's the cool thing. Yeah. yeah. That's another goal of my women is when you become mentally tough, meaning you're not toxic thoughts. You're not thinking toxic thoughts and you're staying in a success-based mindset. When you're mentally tough, you're calm and confident. You don't care what's going on out there. I mean, you that, care, but you're not that. reacting to it. We need that. We need right. that. We right. need so that. you're living in an offensive world. Uh, you're living offensively instead of defensively. So I could be at Thanksgiving dinner with 20 people and they're all eating apple pie a la mode, which was one of my favorite desserts ever. And I don't even see it. That I, I don't even see amazing. it. In fact, I'm in the kitchen scooping out the ice cream and serving up the, and I don't even see it. That's so you, crazy. You, it's, it's, that's where you train your mind. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens. Ugh. So, so inspirational, Laura. Tell me, because I, I, I want to hit on this. I saw a video of you doing, you were like in a plank thing, mm -hmm. and you were sort of, caging in your grandchild <laughs> um and i think that i would love for you to share is that one of the things like when you when you have time just for you what brings you joy oh that's so nice of you to ask the things that make are fun for me um 
I can't wait to go out. I'm training with with Navy SEAL Commander Mark Devine now, taking uh, for taking his coaching course and taking my fitness to the next level, so I can have a PhD in coaching. And I want to go. Wait, don't you have a gold medal, Laura? Yes, I do. But training with training with a Navy SEAL is on a is a whole nother gold level level gold medal level. Okay, okay. <laughs> because growth never stops, Wendy. Right, and you know that. You yes. know that we, yes. you know, it only stops when we're six feet under. We always have room to improve and we want to enjoy the journey. It's not just running after a gold medal. It's enjoying the journey, but that's a whole workshop. But that's what's, what's workshop. fun for me is doing burpees with Navy SEALs. Wow. And building forts in my living room out of cushions and sheets with my 15 year old grandson. Building 15 forts. month old. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's, what, that's what's fun for me. Oh, I love and it. What's fun for me is talking to people like you who say, I get it. I understand. I want more. I will do this until the day I die. If I can influence one woman today and say, oh, yes, you can. Mm. That's I've your passion. This is obviously what ignites you. This obviously is what. And especially for the, especially for the underdogs. For anybody listening to this podcast, one of my dreams, I have a very strong vision and I'm putting it out to the universe, is I want to start a um, community called Uplifting Ladies. And I already have the URL, upliftingladies.com. And I want to train women who are just coming out of prison, women who are rising up out of domestic abuse issues, and women coming off the street. I want to train them at a local CrossFit gym with a CrossFit coach to teach them how to do basic, basic, basic weightlifting moves, sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, using the dumbbells very carefully so that they can rebuild their lives by getting physically stronger and then introducing some basic nutrition to them. Because when we can rebuild ourselves physically, it jumpstarts the mental and helps us to get back into a, yes, I can leave prison and go out there and get a job. Wow. Laura, that's one of my dreams. And I'm looking for partners to connect with so that we can do this. And I want to have these uplifting lady programs in cities all over the country, because there's so many women in need who want to have that head start. Oh, and and it's basically doing it at the ground level, right? Yes. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Laura, that is so cool. I didn't even know that. That is Thank so you. Cool. Thank you. So I'm grateful for anybody listening to your podcast who might want to connect with me about pursuing that. And it really further illustrates my point, Wendy. If there's a woman who's in despair or feeling sorry for themselves and stuck in that gutter, you know, it really is a matter of strategy and starting where you are with what you have. We've talked about that. Right. If, a, if, if women coming out of prison can learn how to lift a little bit of weight, couple times a week and start eating well, you're going to start to be a success. You're going to start to turn your life around because you're changing your physical and we're going to change your mindset. Yeah. You can't have one without the other, can you? No, the physical is very, very important. Very important. We're learning that know more that. and more yeah. every day, every mm-hmm. day. So Laura, that's a great segue. So, so how do people find you? I know I'm inspired on how do people join, sign up, where, where, how? Thank you for asking. So my website is an easy place where you can connect with me. And it's my name, lauraiman.com, L-A-U-R-A, 
E-I-M-A-N.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Laura Iman. So you can contact me there. Uh, my cell is 203-240-6761. And we'll put all and, this in the show notes too for okay. people. So if they're driving, like I'm always driving, listening to podcasts. Yes. yes. So I am here to serve you. Corporations, college students. Imagine, Wendy, what it's like for students coming out of college who have worked so hard and they're facing this daunting economic nightmare and the high unemployment and they all need jobs. Right. Well, if they take my four-step mental toughness program, What a beautiful thing to be able to say in a job interview saying, when I was at college, I studied mental toughness with Laura Iman, and I come to your job every day, showing up with a success-based mindset, figuring out how to create solutions to the problems on the job, not dwelling on the problems. Who wouldn't hire somebody who has that kind of mindset? Uh, no one. The same thing with women coming out of prison. They, I teach them how to have a mental toughness mindset so that they can share that with employers. I would hire the person on the spot. Right. And not let that, that be something that holds them back. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, Laura. So inspirational. I am so proud of you, girlfriend. Thank you. It's amazing. The things that you've accomplished and, and, and the fact that it all started at 48. It started at 48, and I will let you in on a very interesting story because I have failed a lot since I have become mentally tough at 48. We failed forward. So, Wendy, when I was four and a half years ago, my life was in crisis. I had five crises going on at one time over a period of a couple of years. And these are just crises like everybody has in their life. Mm. Three out of the five were pretty devastating. And I was leveled and I was in a bad place and struggling. And I was living in Boston at the time. And I said, what do I need to do today to regain my confidence and get my life back? Because these crises are not going away right right away. I decided to put everything in storage. I packed my cat, my computer, and my clothes in my car. And I drove 1,600 miles by myself to Florida to start a reconstruction project on my life. Wow. I wanted to get out of Dodge, get into the sun. I knew two people in the state of Florida. And I don't even like to drive. A road trip for me is two hours and I drove 1,600 miles by myself. (laughs) But I needed to rebuild my life from the ground up. And I needed a change of scenery in order to be able to continue to address these crises, uh, of which my family was all involved in. It wasn't just me. And so four and a half years later, everybody has come through the crises. We're all doing well. We've all moved on. We're all stronger. I completely reinvented my life. This is where I came down and started weightlifting, got my mental toughness program back on track. So ladies, if you are successful, but you have derailed and you're floundering and you're scared, it happens. It happens a lot. People just don't like to talk about when they're Mm -hmm. failing or they're in crisis. But you can get back up on the horse and I can show you how to do that. I just did it. And it didn't happen overnight. 
Right. <laughs> so now I'm looking to move back to Boston. When I get settled in the New England area, I want to start my uplifting ladies and continue to reach women in the corporate and college sectors. And anybody who's listening, if you're interested, connect with me because I'd love to help. Oh, Laura, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're a busy lady. You've got lots of people needing your help, your guidance, your services. I'm so excited for what the future holds for you thank you, and your coaching and, and this, this new project, which is, it's so incredible and so needed. So mm, needed. Thank you. Thank you. Because everyone has a gift and we just need to get it just pull it on out of there. and, and Everybody it. has a gift, Wendy. That's beautifully said, but we have to take care of our body and mm-hmm. we have to shift our mindset and then we can really um, experience and share those gifts, develop those gifts and share them. And it's all supposed to be fun. Yes. You know, we got to have fun doing this. Every time I get together with you, we're having a hilarious fun time. It yeah. can be that way, even though there are nightmares going on out there. Right. It's just all how we look at it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and not being afraid to laugh and have a sense of humor, even though we're, you know, listening to the news at night. Or we can sure. shut that off. Just <laughs> we turn that off. off. Yes, we can. Shut her down. <laughs> I had I had a very, very uh, high-level C-suite executive who wants to work with me. She emailed me last week and she said, it is a horrible time to be human. Wow. And I said back to her, Marsha, everybody's hurting. Nobody is getting out of this thing unscathed, but we don't have to stay there. It's a nightmare out there, but it doesn't have to be a nightmare in our minds. Yeah, we don't have to be victims. We don't have to be, we acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, what can I do today to make this a great day? And Wendy, you have made my day great by having me on your program. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Welcome so much. You're doing very good things by creating Second Wind and wanting to spread powerful women's positive attitudes and positive thoughts to other women who are driving in the car who might be in despair or afraid or lonely or having panic attacks. You're doing a great thing here by launching this podcast. And I'm honored that you asked me to be on. So thank you. Thank you. You You're my first yes. Yay, I'm honored. I love it. Thank you. You are my first affirmation. Well, anything I can do for you also, you let me know. I will. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.